right, and welcome to the very first episode of Inside Conversations, where we are going to be talking about some of the biggest trends that are impacting the IT industry. And today we're going to be looking at some of the layoffs that have started to hit the technology sector. But first, let's look at how the market is performing. And Alistair, as you know, every quarter we produce a report called the Canalis IT Titans Index, where we look at 15 of the leading vendors across IT to see how they're performing. And in Q1, the group performed very strongly with um, aggregated growth of about 4.3%. But that period was really before the coronavirus pandemic truly became global. And now as we move into Q2, I think that's where we're gonna start seeing the economic impact starting to hit the IT titans. Um, and we're currently forecasting that in Q2, the Titans will decline about 2.5% collectively. Um, and that would be the first decline since Q3 2016. Um, so as we look at some of the early reporting results, Cisco had revenue that was down about 7.5%, HPE down about 16%, HPI down about 11%, and Dell, one of the stronger performers, um, roughly coming in about flat. Um, Alistair, what were some of the highlights that you saw from the first or from the latest quarter's reporting? Yeah, thanks, Alex. I mean, uh, a, an incredibly mixed picture, I would say, is the way to characterize it. Of course, all of those or most of those vendors you mentioned, their, their quarterly reporting sort of spans the calendar or bridges the calendar quarters between one and two. So actually, we're, we've seen some of the changing uh, market dynamics impact those numbers. Um, but I think what they broadly show is that the infrastructure business was was hit hard. And uh, the those that had a client business, um, and in particular, actually Dell uh, in the com commercial space, uh, but also uh, HP, uh, were, were uh, to a certain extent um, immune to, to some of those challenges that were faced. So on the infrastructure side, uh, what we saw was there was definitely a pause uh, in some spending, clearly, as that lockdowns hit. But actually, I think the biggest challenge was the supply chain. And that's where we heard um, a lot of concern or a lot of pointers being made by vendors about their ability to fulfill demand. And actually, if you compare the two, if you compare Dell with the others, I think Dell's excellence has been in its supply chain that's where it's managed to avoid some of those issues so it's managed to fulfill more business and as a result it hasn't been hit as hard um, as some of the others uh, both on the pc and on the infrastructure side but this is not a simple straightforward picture because if you look at um, hpe i mean they came out of the quarter with a massive backlog because of those infrastructure because of those supply chain issues so when you factor that into what happens this current quarter, they're going to be fill it, fulfilling all of that backlog. Um, and that potentially will make up some of the difference that, that exists between them and, and Dell. So there's an awful lot to, at play here, many, many balls in, in the air. And I'd say of the 20 years I've been in the industry, I don't think I can remember a more unpredictable time. And obviously our job is to try and call where the market is going. And uh, it, it is incredibly hard at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly when you look at the first group of companies that we've just talked about, the ones that have just reported, 
you know, they're all very hardware centric. So supply chain is something that is going to impact them much more so than some of the other um, IT titans that we'll be reporting later on um, in the quarter. And the supply chain issue really came out in some of the linearity that they were talking about. So, you know, clearly with a lot of these companies that do manufacturing in China, and the issue was really, um, you know, the, in terms of the pandemic was impacting factories in China, largely in January and February. So I, I thought one of the more interesting uh, points that um, HP was highlighting was when they're talking about the personal systems business, that 50% of their personal systems revenue for the quarter happened in April because really that's where they were trying to catch up with um, with the demand and finally able to get that supply to all that demand. And and like with HPE as well, they they exit the quarter with a lot of backlog for, um, for their next fiscal quarter. So um, I think yeah. that is the positive side of things that there is pent up demand that wasn't able to be fully met during the quarter. Yeah, but then there's the other factor, which is that it was really a story of enterprise versus commercial. Those are certainly two big things or SMB mm. where the slowdown did happen. Uh, it was often related to SMB or small business because they're the companies that are most cash constrained. They're the ones that are going to uh, halt things quickest or fastest. Whereas the big infrastructure deals, the big enterprise deals, which frankly, HPE, Dell, Cisco um, rely on, um, you know, many of those, Budgets were already in place. There's a big, long sales cycle. So a lot of those deals um, that happened in the last quarter were not necessarily affected by the changes in the economic situation. The big question is what happens in Q2. So although we'll see some of that big backlog being cleared, mm. um, the question is what happens to demand in, in the second quarter? And yeah. I think what we've seen is a lot of companies halting their, their investments um, they, uh, and, and the big challenge now is actually creating the pipeline going forward, because certainly in the last three months, it's been very difficult to sort of build up that pipeline. So I think in the second quarter, there's going to be a big hit. I think there's going to be, um, and we see that from the channel numbers that we're tracking all the time. The expectation is Q2 is going to be pretty bad. Um, mm. so supply chain will start to clear, but, uh, demand is going to drop heavily in, yeah. at least in the current quarter. And that's also like very vertical specific, you know, there are clearly some verticals that are frankly decimated. And right now, the last thing that they're thinking about is, is spending on strategic initiatives. Um, actually, I think one executive put it that um, quite eloquently that, you know, the only thing that is strategic right now is cash flow and business continuity. And a lot of that, yeah. you know, kind of IT transformation transformational stuff um, unless it solves one of those um, criteria is just being put onto the onto the back burner um, yeah productivity and cost control and of course that's why we've seen a number of these big infrastructure vendors launch big financing projects um, mm. business uh, resiliency packages and extended payment terms um, we've done some work looking at Cisco HPE and Dell and they all have similar programs all about delaying uh, upfront investments protecting cash for customers, allowing them to, ex to delay the, um, the payment or the repayment on those big, essentially the big leasing contracts until the end of, until the end of this year or the beginning of next year. And there's a real hope that those deals will at least stimulate some of the demand 
um, that's there. I mean, there's this, there, there is this kind of um, uh, conflicting uh, uh, requirements within customers. They need to save costs, they need to protect cash, but also they need to continue investing in their IT to support positive business continuity uh, and you know, operations. So actually, I think we heard from all three of those vendors, they've seen an uptick in those financial services deals. Uh, HBE talked about that, Cisco's talked about it as well. So I think that is going to provide some stimulus to the market. But then you made the other point, which is that we're talking about hardware. Actually, if we want to talk about the positives in the market, it's all about the software. It's all about the software that's driven uh, business continuity, remote working, all of that is really uh, rocketed. And if I look at um, companies like Citrix, I mean, Citrix, which supports virtual desktops, I mean, they, they've really seen a big jump in the last quarter. And similarly, where a big bright spot for Dell in their quarter was, was VMware. And mm. a big part of that was their end user compute, their VDI business. Yeah. And actually, as we look again, we said that for the Titans in Q2 as a collective, we're currently forecasting a decline of about 2.5%. But within that group, um, I think the bright performers are likely to be Microsoft and Salesforce. Um, and Salesforce, so much as in, in their first quarter, you know, I think what was really um, interesting is that in a period where just where there was so much uncertainty in the air, and, and frankly, there still is, you know, Salesforce was one of the few vendors out there that was actually giving positive guidance for the upcoming quarters. And obviously, a lot of that is the fact that their model is subscription-based, so they do have a lot of that predictability into their business. But you know, Salesforce, that kind of cloud-based um, technology to enable companies to continue to operate in a, in, in a digital world, you know, there is still demand for that. So I think Salesforce will do well. And likewise, as well, Microsoft continues to have a lot of uh, tailwinds that's driving different parts of, of their business forward. But um, actually, I think one company that doesn't fall into the software space, but will also do very well is um, Intel. And they had a very strong Q1. Um, now, they are a company who, for the past 12 to 18 months, have really been plagued by their own internal supply chain issues, uh, as well as, um, you know, one of the companies that has been impacted by the U.S.-China trade war, given where a lot of their manufacturing is done. But, you know, I think when you kind of look now in hindsight, those are really good kind of practice playbooks for what's going on in the world now. And they've been able to position themselves in terms of ramping up um, more capacity, um, more inventory, and uh, diversifying their supply chain so that they actually had a really strong Q1, and I think we'll have a strong um, Q2 as well from a supply side and from a demand side. They're obviously powering a lot of the um, both kind of cloud-based infrastructure, but just the general demand that there is for um, compute in the world. So yeah, um, absolutely. I think those three companies will you know have good quarters. I and then a company like NVIDIA as well, of course, which is, is benefiting from, um, from the growth in data centers to support remote working and cloud and so on. Anyone supporting the infrastructure to drive that kind of business is, is, is going to do very well. Um, yeah. And one thing we haven't mentioned, of course, the obvious one, security. Security has done exceptionally well because obviously security is a top priority for companies that their employees work to remote, move to remote working, um, the number of breaches goes up they have to secure themselves um so the security sector has, has done very well as well so there are, there are some real bright spots in the market yeah um i think uh yeah and and maybe cloud as well to an, another one to mention yeah 
not to uh, bring this conversation down again, but uh, obviously as well with, um, you know, with some of the companies that are experiencing challenging times, you know, one of the downsides that we're starting to see is that there are starting to be companies that are starting to have layoffs or, or, or restructuring. And um, some of the ones that have announced those are IBM, uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Um, I think IBM specifically, you know, they have a, obviously a large um, SI business. Um, and so I think going back to what we we're saying earlier in terms of a lot of these kind of large transformation projects that are being kind of put on hold, you know, that really impacts those big services oriented SIs. And so IBM Global Services, Cognizant, I think Deloitte announced some uh, layoffs. I think that's going to be a, a sector that is impacted, but, you know, they're not alone. So yeah, IBM is um, you know is is a great example. But I think the interesting thing about IBM is that it's it's seeing cuts across across the board, um, across cloud, cognitive, and services. And I think um, you know IBM faces some fundamental problems in its business. So in a way, this was probably an opportunity for it and for the new um, CEO to make some pretty dramatic cuts internally uh, as it as it tries to resize the business. And then, of course, the other area of, of job cuts is in the, um, the, the sort of startup world in Silicon Valley. Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, they're, they're cutting masses of, uh, masses of staff. And um, I think that just shows some of the, it just exposes some of the challenges that these, these new companies are facing at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't think, and obviously those are the companies that kind of get a lot of the limelight just in general, but um, specifically in IT, you know, I, I think there are going to be some startups that have a little bit of financial pressures, especially if, you know, private equity is trying to clamp down and make sure that they are being much more um, uh, cost controlled. Um, so I think we've already seen some evidence of Cohesity and Datto um, having some layoffs. I think Datto is saying that they're scaled back their team to where they were about six months ago. And, you know, both those companies are both examples of companies that had experienced very strong 2019s, were doing a lot of hiring, and in many respects were probably hiring ahead of the um, expected demand. And so um, I, I think the, the, the cuts are going to happen at really all ends of the spectrum in IT at the kind of some of the larger companies that we've already mentioned, as well as the startup community. Um, but then the other challenge is yeah. that within tech, there are companies that are continuing to grow and perform well. And we've already highlighted the likes of Microsoft and Salesforce, but then of course there's always Amazon. And I think the challenge that will be faced, which you really see in any kind of downturn is that the strong companies get stronger and either the weaker companies or companies that are on rocky foundations um, start to get weaker. And certainly from a talent draw standpoint, I think the danger is that in tech, you are going to see through this period, a lot of movement from, um, from let's, you know, certain parts of the industry towards the stronger uh, guys. And, you know, that could only play into their, into their favor in the long run. Yeah. And also, of course, I think this is going to reshape the landscape to a certain extent. We're going to see a lot of consolidation. I mean, look at a company like Nutanix, you know, which is um, a real darling of the industry. It's been growing very well. Um, but I mean, they've announced some cuts internally 
and their share price has, has dropped, you know, there is, there's always a potential for a company like that, that they become an acquisition target in a time like this. So mm. I think that we can expect some shakeout and pretty significant shakeout in the industry in the next, in the next couple of quarters. It'll be inter mm. interesting to see what happens next. I think the good news though on this front is, you know, there are definitely companies out there that are trying their utmost best to preserve their workforce. And that does come at a cost in many cases. That might mean, um, you know, pay cuts. So Nutanix announcing, you know, I think their executives taking a 10% cut or um, again, in the case of Nutanix, rolling furloughs. Um, with Dell and VMware or Dell, they're talking about salary freezes, halting contributions to 401ks. Um, in some cases, there are movements from semi-annual to annual bonuses. And all these do come, you know, are going to be painful for the, the employees for their respective companies. But I think at the end of the day, these are important measures to try and kind of preserve the you know, the kind of the greater health of the overall company. And I think most people would agree that, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's important to keep, you know, as much of your workforce as possible, especially if, you know, it helps you as we come out of the pandemic, out of this crisis, be in a kind of more stronger position. So um, painful for anyone out there that's kind of going through that. Um, but hopefully, you know, everyone sees that that's, you know, part of the kind of the greater good and what everyone needs to kind of pitch in so to say yeah i mean it's a balance that any executive uh board has to make in terms of keeping the business uh operationally profitable and and right sizing it for the changing market conditions and also protecting staff and and the culture of the business i mean i, I do look at someone like cisco who's made a pretty bold statement and said they're not going to cut any staff um, in the short term as a result of the, the current uh, pandemic. And that, that is a pretty bold statement. Um, I guess on the other side, it shows the confidence, the level of confidence that Cisco has in its, in its business. And obviously Cisco has done very well out of the collaboration move. It's done very well out of security. And I think it's probably going to do well, um, although its networking business was down in the last quarter, I think it's going to do very well from the continued investment in network infrastructure in the next couple of quarters. So you know, it does also reflect the strength of the business. You know, Microsoft, as you said, is, uh, is doing very well. Uh, and, and others that are, that are doing, you know, having a positive time at the moment, they're going to be in a much stronger position. But as you said, I mean, I think this is also going to drive some of the shift, you know, the, the shift in talent from those weaker companies to the stronger people. We're all the strong companies. We're already seeing that happening in companies like AWS, for example. You know, so a lot of, of senior execs moving out of, legacy companies like HPE and others towards AWS. Um, so yeah, that, that shift in talent then brings with it some, some significant implications for customers and for partners. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So I think we should leave it there. Um, Alice, really enjoyed uh, the conversation for this first episode. We're going to be back in about two weeks time and you know, the way that the markets are moving right now, um, a lot could change in those two weeks. So uh, we look forward absolutely. to speaking with you again then. All right. Thanks, Alex. Good to talk to you.